Hey, Blenders, on this week's show, we react to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 box office and ahead of Fast X's release, we're doing the official Fast and Furious franchise tier list. The legends are true. With overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, Blenders, and welcome, welcome to episode number 261 of Real Blend, a podcast that hopes that the new film Blackberry leads to Ron Howard's flip phone and Michael Bay's pager. Ooh. Who's cinematic universe? Who's going to direct? I want to see. Oh, I want to see. I want to see Ridley Scott's Razor. <laughs> oh, that'll take you back. That'll take you back. Three hours and 35 minutes of uh, <laughs> I'd watch that of technology. Yes. Uh, hello, my name is Sean O'Connell, the managing editor at Cinema Blend and a co-host on the Real Blend podcast. And on this week's show, we're going to be reacting to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 box office, how the film did, what we think that it means and what it will do moving forward. Um, and ahead of Fast X, Fast 10, Fast and Your Seatbelts, uh, releasing next week. We are officially going to make our Fast and Furious franchise tier list. Uh, so that should be really, really interesting. You will notice that noted Fast and Furious <laughs> fanatic on our show, Kevin McCarthy of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C., is not here today. He's traveling. We did back that from on purpose. An, inc <laughs> an incredible interview opportunity that he had, which I'll let him talk about later on. But he did give his picks. Um, yes. So we will at least have an idea of. Of how Kevin his, feels. His about vote the, will count. You will we'll be yes. missing his his enthusiasm, but his vote will count. So at this point right now, we should all write down how many S's we think Kevin has. Oh, you guys want to place a bet. I like yeah. it. I like it. I know out the, of the nine oh. out of the nine. I, I'm, I'm going to write down how many S's I think Kevin has. And I will be. Uh, I don't have a pen, but I'm, I'm going to um, You just make a guess. You just make a guess. Okay. Can I say it out loud? Uh, no, no. Uh, well, okay. sure. Oh, I yeah. guess so, right? Because we, yeah, 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 I, I think, I think five. I think he's gonna. Have if he five says five, five, no, I no, five, I'm gonna say three. Nine. I think, five I think nine. he gives three S's. <laughs> three okay. S's. Okay, we All shall right. see. Uh, that is Jake Hamilton. <laughs> the of Fox fact that he's willing to Chicago. give more than one S is astonishing. <laughs> hey, I might surprise you. I might have a couple oh, S's. Oh, oh. Jake, who are you hanging out with tonight? Uh, I'm hanging out with my uh, girlfriend tonight. Is that as far as we're gonna go? And then my girlfriend it, and I are, a, are hanging out with Tom Hanks. Explain, explain the story of, of you hanging out. I mean, is this, uh, an, is this an if it happens? Are you worried about talking about it? Because it's um, I mean, I, I, I guess every aspect of, of what we do is, a, is an if it happens. Um, true. Yes. Tell you what, what a if this doesn't happen, I'm going to have Gabe cut this out because oh, we'll no. know in about four hours. <laughs> well, let's just let's just let the anticipation be that. And then next week we'll report back. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, the, the teaser is, um, in theory, I should be hanging out in Chicago with Tom Hanks tonight. And it's, a, is, and it's a surprise, right? This episode's coming yeah, out way yeah, after. And, it and happen, uh, so. my my girlfriend is coming with me, and all she knows is uh, it's date night, and we're going somewhere. And she has oh, no idea. Oh, she didn't idea. even know the event? No, she doesn't even know. Like, she thinks, I, I think she thinks we're going to a show. 
um, like a musical oh, wow. or something. But she has and no so, idea that that Tom Hanks is even in town. It's Tom Hanks reading from his new novel. Yeah, right? he's on a book it's tour like a right book now. Tour. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a book tour. And uh, so, yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's hopping around the country and doing a couple of appearances. And uh, and he or his team or whoever. We can promote uh, a book. We promote yeah. books on this show all the time. Tell them to come Yeah, on. yeah. Okay. It, it's, yeah. yeah well, right? Tom, dude, yeah, Tommy Tom Tom. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, they were they, they were kind enough to invite me backstage to, to say hello and spend, spend a little bit of time with them before the show got started. And uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to catching up with my old friend Tom, which is the, the fact that this sort of thing is happening to a guy whose favorite actor is Tom Hanks is just, you know, grew up worshiping the man. And somehow now he's invited me to hang out with him backstage. So so, I, so so such is our life. Does, does your I girlfriend stressed. does your girlfriend know why she has to dress up as the flying nun for for this date? Or? <laughs> hey, dude, plot twist. She always dresses up as the flying <laughs> okay, nun. Okay, it's okay. just finally uh, applicable. Yeah, yeah, check out our original Tom Hanks yeah. interview for that reference. I uh, I texted this to Jake, and I I so desperately want it to happen. I just want Tom Hanks to not remember who you are. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> just to give you a really polite, like, hey, nice to meet you. Kind yeah, of thing. really nice to meet you. Are you are, are a fan? Are you <laughs> never, are you, are you, never make you, eye contact? Do you just watch grabs films? Whatever, yeah. Grabs whatever yeah. you have in your hand and yeah. signs it. Doesn't even look you in the <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps moving. Keep moving, please. Keep moving. Uh, Mr. Hanks is very busy. Always love to meet uh, a fan. How you doing? <laughs> So uh, Gabe Kovach is sitting in the Kevin McCarthy chair. Hi, Gabe. Oh, How yeah. are you? I'm good. I'm nice good. To happy you. to happy to play Kevin sitting proxy. sitting in the. So does, does that mean that you believe Oppenheimer is going to open bigger than Barbie? I do today. I do today. <laughs> Just today. I'll play that part. Uh, okay. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello. Thank you for joining us. Please head down, give us a like and a subscribe. Join us here each week uh, for our audio listeners. Hey, that's my thing. That's my form, bit. Head to youtube.com backslash real blend podcast. And of course, we're available all the different places where podcast needs met. Um, have you signed up for real blend premium, by the way, if you want to go to the description down below to find out how you can do so, you get a number of different things that come with it. You get a Monday episode where we usually play a very fun game. You get an ad free version of the show and then a newsletter that comes from me every other week. We had one last week. There will not be one this week. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for your inbox. Uh, for the latest musings from myself, as if you're not tired of hearing enough from me on Fridays and Mondays. Um, let's get the Guardian's box office reactions. Jake, you said something that I thought was really interesting when the number started to come across that you thought it was a pretty soft opening for Guardians 3. Let me give people the numbers really fast so that they are uh, in the discussion. The film did 118 million for its domestic debut. It did 318 million worldwide total. That's as of today, uh, Wednesday, May 10th, the day that we are recording it. So it's north of, of $300 million. And um, that 118, I believe, was uh, more than volume one, but not as much as two. Is that correct? Does that, that sound correct. right? Yeah, I think two is correct. Two, two did better. like 145, 147. So right, like that yeah. right, right, right. OK, so is that the reason why you called it? Soft opening or? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, granted, they, they ended up adjusting up. So I think the initial numbers were like 111 and then it bumped okay. up to like 114. And then I think finally ended up bumping up to like 118 for the weekend, which is fine. But I feel like uh, there was so much hype 
and uh, recognition for these characters, you know, thinking of them as some of the the OG Marvel characters from from Marvel at its height, you know, some of the remaining Marvel at its height characters that are still operating. And considering how positive the reviews were and seems to be really positive Mm -hmm. fan feedback, I really thought it at least would have broken 120 for, you know, for the I mean, granted, you have to keep in mind. Guardians 2 was probably always going to be Guardians at its peak because we're talking about, uh, you know, all the goodwill established from the first film and Marvel mm-hmm. really, you know, near that point of pre in game when it was just only escalating week for or month for month, movie for movie in terms of anticipation toward, you know, what the you know, the final chapter was going to be. So I think it's unfair to say or expect for for volume three to open up higher than volume two, just a different set of circumstances, a different time, a different level of, of you know, cultural uh, appreciation for for Marvel movies at the moment. Still, it just feels like, especially considering Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness opened at near 200 last mm-hmm. at this same weekend last year, mm-hmm. 118 for Guardians feels pretty soft to me. Um, but as I say so many times, and I feel like a broken record saying this, I feel like the the true judgment is going to be how well it does. Um, I do feel like, and this was the case with Doctor Strange last year, that like in four weeks, we're going to forget that this movie even came out. You think? Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't think it's going to have that that kind of uh, no one went by by June 1st. No one was talking about Doctor Strange anymore. Yeah, but that was case. not so, as good as this movie, I'd argue. Yeah, but the problem is, is that this movie isn't that good either. When disagree, you put it in that context, um, I do understand that the number feels really soft, especially by Marvel standards. And so it, it brings up the conversation about about fatigue, you know, which everyone's sort of bringing. Which I don't buy, it's, to be honest with you. But it's just, I think it's the urgency. I don't think there's superhero fatigue because I think the Flash is going to do extremely mm-hmm. well. Sure. Um, I think there's a lot of curiosity around the Flash. I think the Flash, even though he's been a character who's been around for a long time, it's a fresh property and that nobody's seen a Flash solo movie. There's the Keaton draw. There's the seeing Affleck again in the bat suit. There's a lot of things going on. But you're right in the fact that I really did think that uh, people wanting to see how this trilogy concluded would have meant more people going out to see. Now, there's another factor that it, you know, for all the faults that we give the movies that only exist to push the main narrative forward. Mm-hmm. So people feel an urgency to go see it opening weekend. 100%. Um, with Guardians being its own thing and not having to, you know, oh, you got to see this one. I right. could see it having a, at least a very strong second weekend because that's before Fast comes sure. in and sort of swipes it out but that's followed by little mermaid i think that's i think that's something that is proving true with the genre especially in the last few years is that sure there's a big core audience it's worth making these movies at this scale to make a hundred plus million dollars in your your opening weekend because there especially for marvel there is a built-in audience who wants to see that and that is not a small number of people that went to go see guardians in its opening weekend but the trend of why The Flash we think is going to do so well, why Doctor Strange was as big as it was, is because what brings out the, the larger audience, the bigger audience that's there for those movies, is that central storyline that they're expecting to get more of, like they're watching a TV show. And I think that that's, I think time and time again, as we're talking about fatigue, it might just be, well, maybe they've just trained their audience to really only care about the central storyline and 
you'll get most of them together for the characters that they like. Just a quick sidebar, uh, you know, they since we've last recorded, they dropped the new Oppenheimer trailer mm. and people were talking about the impact that Marvel has on just the, the cultural psyche and that people <laughs> are joking that there's, you know, because in the trailer, they show a quick shot of Einstein and they said that they're the post credit <laughs> scene is going to be a shot over Einstein's shoulder as he starts to write E equals and it's going to cut to black and it's going to say Einstein will return. God. I saw someone give an interpretation of what Oppenheimer might mean or stand for, which I thought was fairly interesting. That there's so one there's, it's the, the discourse for this movie, this this small honestly call it a small drama, but like I, I've never seen such a wild discourse over like kind of a non superhero movie. In recent so, like a movie based on a biography. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Let me give you the theory. The theory is that um, Oppenheimer is a stand-in for Nolan who feels guilt over the launch of the Dark Knight series and the lasting impact it has had on the film industry like to that extent. Like how... That was the seismic bomb that has created this superhero culture and that the studios took the wrong lessons away from the movie that he tried to create. <laughs> and like you're just feeling the ripple effect of of that's his some, Dark Knight. Oh, that's I a mean, hardcore fan projection right there. Yeah, but, but the problem <laughs> is, is that like. I don't the, the I don't story the story of Oppenheimer it. is going to kind of follow that narrative of a man who is like ashamed of his creation. So like if people are already assigning that parallel, that metaphor to it, like yeah. if he follows the story of Oppenheimer, you're going to be able to make that conclusion if you've already decided to. Like, like right. it's not like there are going to be any massive plot twists. They're going to make you sure. Go, oh, no, that's not that's not well, it at all. Like I also think if, that that's why I say that's like massive uh, fanboy projection is because that kind of erases the superhero films that were also very successful before Batman Begins sure. came out like in the fact right. that Marvel was trying to crack the code well before yeah. Batman Begins came yeah. out like but in the latest teaser for Oppenheimer right before the bomb explodes he does splice in the Joker going and here here we, we go, go. <laughs> and then they then the, now, the here, here's, the, here's the question who's going to be the person to ask <laughs> Nolan about this at the junket are you trying to make a statement about Batman <laughs> through Oppenheimer hundred, yeah 100 percent. that's gonna be us <laughs> and then I'm gonna make him shout pop Oppenheimer <laughs> <laughs> all right so we think okay let's do uh predictions for percentage of drop off in in week two for guardians i'll put mm. it at a i'll put it at 40 percent. i'm gonna say 40%. oh you think it's gonna be that small i do i think it'll hold there's nothing else really competing against it this week yeah word of mouth is very strong on it i'm gonna say i'm gonna say, gonna, 50, say 55 percent. i was gonna say 45 I, which i thought felt low but 40 sounds yeah. like well that's yeah that's yeah low. I'm, I'm gonna say 55 percent because i still think that there's just gonna be a a drop off just by nature of what kind of movie that is i think a majority of people that want to see it are going to rush out pretty quickly to see it right. i do agree that like positive word of mouth and lack of competition could you know maybe lower it but i still think it's not going to change the fact that there's going to be a i think a size somewhat sizable drop off so i'm going to say 55 percent. i feel like that's being generous okay yeah. sounds good we shall see and then fast x is coming right behind it um 
unusual from this perspective. We'll give you guys a little behind the scenes inside baseball. Uh, normally for a big movie like this that's coming out in a week and a half, um, we have interviews lined up or junket opportunities and it's weird to me that fast almost feels as massive as it is like it's coming in under the radar mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah. because yeah. we haven't done a lot of press for it or heard a lot yeah. of press opportunities for it I, I think personally it's possibly because universal just feels like they don't have to for yeah. this movie but, but they um, have been right i feel like the last well like, it's weird they it's, it seems to alternate because for fast nine what was that two years ago mm -hmm. uh yeah. they did a full blown junket it was virtual but you, we got everybody it was yeah. a huge deal they did a lot of it that yeah. was when they were starting to do and that was one of the first like some people were back in person kind of junkets but then for fast eight they didn't really do anything um and then fast seven they did uh so it's just, you know it's it, they seem to kind of be alternating that is a um that's a that's a big cast who you know if you talk to anyone this you know this this isn't uh, a huge secret or anything the um those junkets are long Though that is yes. a, that is a cast that will keep you waiting, and it's big, uh, and there's a lot. And of it's them. big, yeah. Uh, so you know, apparently they're trying to find the right words to describe the artistry that is Fast and Furious. Because <laughs> if you, you know, I honestly got. I think for Fast Nine, I think I had. I'm not joking. A 1 p.m. check in, and I don't think I wrapped. Did my final interview, which was Vin Diesel, till 9:30 p.m. It was it was just like do an interview. OK, come back in 45 minutes. I right, do an interview. Come back in an hour. Do an interview. Come, you know, uh, and and hey. well, wait, what's what's the story with with Kevin? Where like <laughs> he was on deck for Vin Diesel and then Vin Diesel was going live on Instagram. Oh, this is the greatest. So Kevin was on vacation. We texted him, him on Instagram while he was waiting. Kevin was on vacation in uh, Florida, I want to say. And. <laughs> Agreed to do the fast junket um, because he's a huge fan of the franchise. Sure. And was texting us updates about what rooms he was waiting for and who he was on deck for. And at one point said uh, he was on deck for Vin Diesel. And then I happened to check Diesel's um, Instagram account and he was live from like somewhere not in the hotel. Because <laughs> he just gets up and leaves. Yeah, he, and he was with Michelle Rodriguez and they were sitting on a car talking about like the impact of the franchise and look at how far we've come, Letty, and it's you and me. And meanwhile, Kevin's texting. He's like, I'm on deck for Ben. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's really <laughs> frustrating because yeah, when, when you get it, and, and a lot of times this happens, you know, with, with people that, that do take a long time, oftentimes you get them and they're pretty great. I mean, that's I will say that every interview I've had with Vin Diesel, I've had to wait a very long time. But every time I've walked away going, damn, like yeah. he's charming as hell and he gives you what you need in an interview. So it's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah. Did I tell you him taking over CinemaCon and the presentation and going off script for. Did he so talk he about came the out, movies? He, he talked about everything. I mean, he came out for the Universal presentation and. um just he yeah and he said that he's like immediately like i'm going off prompter and he just rambled oh, off. He was, you he know was, right now universal's going oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god but to your point it couldn't have been more entertaining he was yeah. terrific he's he's a storyteller he's a character yeah uh you legitimately cannot tell what's going to come out of his mouth yeah. next and it was it was phenomenal it was a highlight of the highlight of the week all right let's get to uh the fast and furious tier list gabe is going to take over from this point on and we will uh 
first explain how the tier list works and then we'll start at the beginning. Yeah, if this is your first time joining us uh, for a tier list, we have Ooh, some awesome ones for Batman. We have Marvel. I think we also have the DCEU up to a certain point. Um, and basically, we have Star Wars, which will make you claw your face off. That's true. That's true. So go check those out. This is a fun format. It's fun. And I, I think our unique spin is that we each place it on our own list in a way. We, we all sort of vote on where we would put it. Um, and we take an average of that to create the real blend tier list, which means that it is just a hot garbage mess and that's what makes it fun. So every time we look at these, we groan and now we're going to make another one. That's probably going to make us groan. Um, it is, it is unfortunate that Kevin is not here. Although if he was here, we'd probably have to do this over two episodes because he loves these movies and I, and I love him for it. And I like them more than, than most some, I know some people do unironically love these as well, but, um, anyway, so we'll just jump in and we'll, we're going to go in order um, and put up, I don't know that we need to review every single one of them, um, or how many, th- how, how many dare you thoughts we have for all of them. Well, cause a lot of these, Jake, <laughs> you, you, and I were talk- to be? you and I were talking about this. Um, I don't, it's not something I go, a lot of these, I don't go back and, and rewatch. Sure. So, so this is going to be, I from, have some strong opinions I love on, it. on some of these. And that's so, what we're here for. Well, yeah. let's kick it off with the movie that kicked everything off the fast and the furious. Um, well, who has thoughts? Who wants to start? I gotta be honest, that's that's an A for me. Like I loved it oh. when it came out. It's the one that I've probably seen the most. I love the smallness of it. I love the simplicity of it. I love, you know, it's it's a nice reminder of like where that series came from. I think, you know, that was that you know, that that initial core cast had such a great chemistry. And at the end of the day, it was just a movie about a cop trying to catch, uh, you know, uh, this, you know, these guys and, and, and involved in this world in street racing. Like, that's all it was. That's it started there, stopped there. And that's it. And like the big, you know, uh, the big action sequence was just a race, just two cars racing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you remember how like insane it used to be that the the idea of like the cars going under the 18 wheelers. And, and remember, like it was all about stealing DVD players. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it it's, it's such a nice little time capsule of uh, very early 2000s. I'm Go not going to argue a uh, I, I probably would have been B trending a I would mm-hmm. give it I would almost lean a because of the impact that it has, you know, being the first one mm-hmm. uh, working as well as it did. Still kind of like as Jake was saying, understanding the kind of movie that it that it was meant to be. I mean, clearly, I think the the franchise changes its opinion of itself drastically over the years. But this came in with we are a car culture movie. The scenes where they are partying, you know, around the race made sense in that Mm -hmm. in that film. They don't make sense anymore (laughs) whenever they take place in random countries, uh, because I don't think that they're happening as much in the new. I if you guys saw the trailer for the new Fast X. They have one of those scenes and it ends up with everybody pointing guns at each other. And Momoa is like stroking the barrel of one of the he's guns. doing his version <laughs> the of the uh, what is it, the Enchantress from Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, he's, he's doing the Enchantress. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm fine with a for for the first one. I'm Look OK. Us. I, uh, I might shock you guys. And I think that this is this will this is going to sort of tell you everything you need to know about what my personal list would look like and how I'm going to be moving forward. If I were to give. Just one film in this franchise in S, it would be The Fast and the Furious. What? Um, I love this movie. And again, this comes from this is a this is a personal list. You know, it, it, I, I'm coming from um, what this movie means to me, and that this was a very important movie to me growing up. I was 
the right age to get kind of obsessed with whatever the new action weird movie thing is. And I got wrapped up in the car culture. Sure. Um, that this movie sort of represented. I think if you if you talk to and I'm not I'm not like a big gearhead. I don't have like a nice car or a project car. Or I don't I don't necessarily work on stuff like that. Like I, I don't pretend to be obsessed with cars the way that people are. But growing up as a kid, I was obsessed with this movie. I was obsessed with playing video games where you got to customize cars. And a lot of people who are car people now that are my age, Jake's age, uh, who were sort of impressionable at that time, they point to this movie as like, yeah, that's why I wanted, I thought that it would be cool in high school to have a car with a fake wing on it and some decals and neon <laughs> lights underneath it. And like, yeah, yeah, it, it influenced so much of, of a culture for a long time for me. Um, and for, for so many people I think are very passionate about it. And I sort of categorize and, and I, there are exceptions to this and there's a lot of the fast and furious that I, that I love after this. But I, I would say that the Fast and Furious has changed a lot since this first movie. I would not say it has improved. Um, and, and I don't know that you could remake this movie. Like, I don't know that I don't know what this what the version of Fast and Furious now looks like nine, sure. ten movies later. That's just iterating on the core idea of this. Sure. Versus going totally crazy. Um, I'm not I mean, saying that that's way, better. I don't know what that is. But but for know, me, I, I just I just love this movie. And so I would put it at an S. Um, and I'm I'm okay with it at an A. I totally get that. Yeah. All right. So wait, what did Kevin say? Kevin put this at an A. It's gonna put. Oh, us, I would have gonna... thought he would have said S. To be yeah, honest, yeah. I you. was I was a little I was a little surprised. Yeah. Um, we'll see how your guys is your wager on how many S's he has. But yeah, that puts us right at an A. Three A's, one S. I'm throwing an S out there because all right, important movie to me. But um, another right, so... another. Any final thoughts before we move on? <clears throat> no. Another another interesting entry in the Fast and Furious franchise, which is Too Fast, yeah. Too Furious. Uh, I unironically love this movie. Uh, well, kind of ironically, I guess. But it's it's. I think it's ridiculous. It's a movie that anytime it was on like the USA Network, I was like, yeah, let's just have that on in the background, just because it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think it's my favorite uh, performance in the series from Tyrese. Because I think he gets he gets so much to do and he's so kind of ridiculous. Um, it's an absolutely ridiculous movie. But okay, ridiculous to the extent that uh, you're giving it a high grade, or no? I would say I, I I enjoy this movie. This is one of the Fast and Furious movies that I think hits the ridiculous mark, but I actually enjoy. Okay, it. Um, all right. I think I would give this a B trending C, okay. but I would put it okay. at a B in that I enjoy watching it. All right. I would put it at a C to me. It feels like one of the few, which is funny to say for this franchise, forced franchises, uh, forced mm-hmm. sequels in that they take Paul Walker. They move him to another city. You know, he's got to infiltrate another gang, essentially. Um, and this one felt annoying in ways that the other ones didn't. Yeah. Um, it's it's intentionally ramped up. It, it really felt like they just took like, hey, let's take what worked in the first one, but try to translate it to another city kind of thing. Um, and while I think I think Ludacris came in in this one as well, too. Yeah. He can yeah. Introduce in two. Yeah. Um, you know, they're characters that have lasted the entire franchise. You can give it credit for sort of launching it that way. But I'm a little bit stunned that this franchise survived after two. And I think it's because mm-hmm. Tokyo drift went in such a different direction. So yeah. I'm at a C. So Jakey, where are you? Uh, I'm at a D. 
Uh, I really dislike this one. It really feels like they had a story in mind and then found out that Vin Diesel wasn't going to be a part of it. And so (laughs) they kind of just took 30 minutes going through and scratching out Dom and writing in Tyrese's character. Um, (laughs) I feel like you can see that like the plot was probably supposed to be like he has to call Dom back to, to you know, because Dom knows this world and all that. Um, I, I, you know, it's it's one of those things that's uh, not as good as the original. It's a it's a, a bad retread of the original, no pun intended. But it also like they weren't at that point yet where they recognized, OK, let's just have fun and get ridiculous with this. So mm-hmm. you don't even you know, even though. You don't have the simplicity of the original. You don't even have like the stupid, ridiculous action of some of the later films. It just feels like a nothing Fast and Furious movie. Um, it might be. I'm, I don't want to give anything away, but it's definitely near the bottom of of uh, of my my fast ranking. So you, that's a D for me. Jake says D. I say B trending C. I could uh, I could definitely C is definitely not uh, uh, a crazy idea for me. And then Sean says C. Kevin. Don't you has do it. Put bit, it. Bit of the tiebreaker. Bit of the tiebreaker here. Kevin has put it at D. Oh! What? Whoa. Yeah. 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 Kevin's feeling spicy. He said, he said, I'll give you a bit of commentary that I had with him. He said that if there was one that he had thought maybe he would put an F, it would be this, but he wanted to wow. keep it at a, he would keep it at a D. Interesting. Um, Kevin, didn't see that coming at all. Kev. With with two D's, a C, and a B. Um, I think that averages out to a C for us because we typically when we're on the fence, we we go for the more positive because, uh, all right, you know, we're here for positivity, folks. Be nice. Wow. Um, so too fast, too furious is going to be. All right. A C. All right. Um, we're, we're starting to hit my limits of uh, enjoying this franchise, folks. I'm just going to foreshadow <laughs> that right now. Uh, You're crazy. And, this is where you get crazy. Though. No, no, no. I, you think I'm crazy that I like this? No, but I, don't, I think it's crazy that you don't like the rest of them. Like, oh, yeah. Just because there's gems. There's gems. Uh, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Jake, you take the start on this one. This is one that I'm, I'm not as familiar with as some of the rest of them. I remember liking it. I remember liking a lot of it. I remember liking a lot of of. Uh, just sort of the set and the action. Uh, I remember it. I, it felt like it was kind of going back to the world of of street racing, which Too Fast, Too Furious really got away from because Too Fast, Too Furious was kind of getting more into the crime element. Um, right. The thing that holds me back is uh, the lead actor. I believe his name is Lucas Black. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I can't stand him. I really just as an actor. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Uh, I just really don't like him as an actor. (laughs) And and it it really it makes that movie very difficult for me to watch. Um, I almost was he was he a kid in uh, Sling Blade? Yes, he was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's had a pretty solid career, like up honestly through this. And I really apologize if he's a real bland. He's very bland. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's, you know, it's just I mean, it make it makes that movie really difficult for me. So I'm going to give it a C. Uh, Sean. He he is a, definitely a step down from either Paul Walker or Vin Diesel, right? Like yeah. if if he's yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. be the surrogate to those two, yeah. uh, it's difficult. However, um, I'm at an A for uh, Tokyo Drift. I think the driving in it is inspired, especially where it came in that franchise. Um, I love the the racing sequences in it. Uh, I I give it the nod for starting to push this franchise towards more diversity. Uh, with um, 
you got a little Bow Wow who was cast in it and you had um, Sung Kang who became a uh, significant character in it. And then it had that bonkers uh, ending where sure. Vin shows up at the end of it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't people don't remember when that happened. But like when that happened, everyone was kind of like, wait a second, hold on. Uh, you're doing an Avengers initiative before Marvel even existed. Yeah. And so uh, but but I think and I, I agree with Jake on Lucas Black. I think he's really boring. However, uh, I think Tokyo Drift did a lot to reset this franchise after uh, the terrible Too Fast, Too Furious. And um, I would give this an A. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Sean, in that I love this movie. This is a return to form for me in the franchise. This, I think, you know, I mentioned like dry, uh, car culture and stuff like that of the first one and what that meant. This was that again. This was a different car culture. This was car culture in Japan. This was um, like if anyone has seen the the anime, like initial D, like this is that it, it's what the franchise I think could have been and maybe it wouldn't have lasted this long and maybe it wouldn't have been this successful. So it's hard to argue because it is a successful franchise. Um, but this is a version that, that, that it could have been, which is globetrotting. Sure. But let's see what other car culture looks like around the world and let's find characters there. Let's find interesting stories to tell there. Um, the franchise didn't really go on to do that. But for me, this is an absolute favorite in the franchise. It is up there with the best of them. I'm thinking of of giving it an S because it's it's Damn. I like it that much. Oh. I, yeah, I, I do love it that much. I and I I get the Lucas Black thing. It's not a it's not distracting for me. I know he's I know he's not a great performer, and that's fine. Um and not in this movie at least. But as rote as the sort of trope of like the white foreigner and like the guy, the fish out of water and sort of learning about a culture through, uh, through his eyes is that's a thing that's definitely of that time and something that happened over and over and over again. But I think it's a very effective storytelling structure. And I loved him sort of being thrown into this world and having to learn, you know, the school system and then learning the, the car culture there and sort of getting, getting wrapped up in the, in the crime and all of that. I find this movie completely compelling. I, I would, I would put it at an S um, but an A, an A feels right as well, and I'll I'll give it an A. Jake, um, you did a what C? I did a C. C. Yeah, a C. All right, C two A is where'd Kev go? Kevin put it at a B. Interesting. Kevin Interesting. put it at a B, which oof, where do we want to put that? Where does that average out? Again, I'm leaning like S. Like I I I don't want to say it just to just to uh, affect the. If you're itself. a trending S, way trending S, and, and I'm A, and Kevin's B, and Jake is C, I mean, I think that's A. That like, feels like a high B to me. All right, all right, we'll put it, we'll put it at B. We'll put okay. it at B. I okay. think that's fair. I think that's fair. I wish I'd put it in S. Now that I think, I, about I think it. people are going to be annoyed. People are going to be annoyed. It's so good. It is so good. Um, yeah. I do love that movie. Um, okay, up next we have. Fast and the Furious. D. This is a D. That's a D for me as well. This is a boring. It's boring, so boring. boring. That's that's what movie. I was gonna yeah. say. How do you make it's these so action? This action and how do you make the the those the uh, cars driving through caves boring? There's a pretty good opening sequence with Letty and the and the um uh tanker. The, I think that I forget what they're getting out of the tanker. Sure. Few, it might be fuel kind of thing. And then she ends up on the hood of Dom's car. Um, outside of that, I don't I don't remember a lick of this. I, I know that there's a cartel. I think there's like a cartel and they're trying to run there's something from 
Mexico uh, <laughs> under the border. And the way that they figure out how to do it is to go With underground caves. in caves. Yeah. And, Which should um, be amazing. Right. But it looks terrible. Oh, it's, it's so dark and and you choppy. And um, I'm stunned that this is Justin Lin, who is one of the better, uh, if not the best director in the franchise. Um, and, and, and I think the staleness of this one turned them on to the idea of we got to start introducing fresh blood because this is the last one that's the core for. Yeah. You know, that the focus was on Diesel, uh, Paul Walker, Jordana Brewster and, and Michelle Rodriguez without much else being added. I, I forget who plays the villain in four, but um, uh, it's Laz Alonso, right? The guy from. Uh, How do you remember yeah, that? Uh, yeah. 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 Mother's Milk. And I only know that because I love the boys and I was like, oh, that's what he was in. I, I would not have remembered that. So I think this is that for this is me D trending F. Um, wow. Because I just. I think it's one of the I think it's I think it is the worst in the franchise. Uh, I'm with you guys in that it is. Wow. Yeah, I don't like this movie. This is one that I think I I saw when it came out was disappointed. And I don't think I've gone back since. Like I said, the trivia about Laz Alonso is only because I retroactively looking at him through the boys. I was like, oh, wow, he was in this. Um, Yeah, not great. Not great. And uh, where do you guys think Kevin put it? Kevin I don't probably think Kevin liked this one. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin put probably this one at a B. Oh, no. Well, I cannot figure him out. Yeah, that's yeah, wrong. yeah. But I think I think 3D's uh, just pretty much cancels out the B, right? We're not going yeah, yeah, yeah. to bring a, that up. That is a D. That is a D. Wow, look at this really my eclectic bet. mix of um, fast <laughs> movies right now. My, my S bet not looking so good. Yeah, wow. I, I, I need you guys on this one because I know people love... Fast Five, which is what we're getting into here. Yeah, Fast yeah. Five is an S for me. It's it's an S for me too. It's the oh, only S. Yes, yes. yes. It's, an S. it's my this favorite one. I, I love, legitimately, unconditionally yes. love Fast Five. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Fast Five is incredible. Fast yeah. Five, I can't believe it was as good as it was. Yeah. Um, starting off with the uh, breaking that car out of the moving train. Yeah. And that incredible stunt sequence where uh, the, the the bridge is approaching and the two of them have to hop into that sports car and then drive it off of the cliff. Phenomenal. The introduction of The Rock was outstanding. His fight yes. with uh, with Dom, you know, and uh, where he ends it by burying the wrench into the concrete <laughs> is incredible. Just like, goes to the setting of Rio. Yes. And then Rio in the safe, the safe. Yeah. break and all it's fast because to me tremendous. it's it's, it's the perfect blend of like one foot in each camp or like one foot in like the established reality that this series was born from like like a yes. tip of the cap to the original film but also one foot in the like okay we're gonna get a little crazy we're not gonna turn it up to 11 but we're gonna turn it up to like a like a seven we're gonna get like that 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 safe sequence was both like, oh my god, that's absolutely ridiculous. But then also, there's a degree where you're sort of like, but maybe, but like, yeah, maybe kind of. Right. They sold it to the point where you yeah. were like, can those cars do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love, I, I love Fast Five. Love Fast Five. I okay. So this is one I have to admit that I I need to go back and rewatch because I don't remember it very fondly. Um, it's not one I've seen in a while. And but this is I was f- like after four. I was pretty much checked out on these. Um, sure. So it was harder and harder to get me interested. 
Um, but I know people love this one. So this is one I wanted to rewatch. I would have liked to rewatch before we did this. I have it again in my foggy memory at like a B at best. Cause I know there was a lot of great stuff to it. Um, and I've had people tell me as such, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious if I'll enjoy it more at a rewatch, given how much I know you guys love it. You guys all had at an S, right? Both of you. Yeah, that's I've an S a, for me. It's my only S in the franchise. Kevin Sorry. has it as an S as well. And I yeah. will concede. Um, I, I will not try to pull that down to an A. I will concede the S. Uh, that's fair enough. I know. I am very content with this uh, with this tier list right now. This is fairly remarkable. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes for Fast Five. Seventy eight percent for critics. Eighty three for audience. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been higher, to be honest with you. The same. Yeah, same. Interesting. The Rock is so good in that. Oh, my God. He's so good. He's so good. It's like the best use of The Rock in any in any movie. Uh, Up next, we have Fast and Furious six however we'll get to that on the other side of this break so we'll be right back oh damn you this episode of real blend is brought to you by marvel strike force marvel strike force is a mobile squad rpg that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like dr doom and apocalypse Power up your favorite characters and build a team to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and even challenge other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly and the meta is constantly evolving. And now you can sign on for Marvel Strike Force's new Deadpool Anniversary event in order to receive a generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, and other great items. Better yet, each week during the Deadpool anniversary, players can complete events and receive even more special rewards and skins. If you want to get in on all the fun of Marvel Strike Force, be sure to use our promo code MAXPOOL, that's M-A-X-P-O-O-L, and thank you to Marvel Strike Force for supporting the show. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. And we are back with Fast and Furious 6. Who wants to kick us off? Um, it's a it's a B trending C for me. Um, okay, it's uh, and I'd I'd be content to go C on it to be honest with you. There's not so shifts to London. Uh, Letty comes back from the dead. Starts to feel like it's more soap opera than anything else. Um, the the plot twists and the things that are happening in it are not as interesting. Um, can't even think of a really. I know that the the big sequence is the ridiculously long uh, runway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the the air, Have you ever seen like, the map of it? The map of it is like uh, just a line across Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside of that, I don't remember any real signature, you know, set piece from it that stood out. Um, I guess is it the is it the reintroduction of uh, Statham Statham uh, uh, surface in this one, and and his brother, 
who's played by who knows which one? Uh, um, Luke Evans, Luke Evans. So see, I'm at a C on this one. I don't know that Statham comes back in this one. I think it's just Luke Does Evans. Does Statham show up in seven? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I think okay. that's I think that's how that goes. And Letty has amnesia. It's I don't know. Everything the, about this one just feels gets soap opera. And they just yeah. get so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I uh what'd you say, Sean? C, I'd go C. I'm Look, I'm really trying not to be a negative Nancy. I, there's a lot of these I would just throw an F and I like to forget in my life. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm trying to engage with the material here. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, it's a D. It's it's unremarkable. Uh, wow. I barely remember it. This is where they start to blend together for me with. Uh, and again, I just was checked out and really didn't like the this franchise when when these were coming out. Um, yeah, so I, I have it pretty firmly in a D, D right. but I, I don't have any strong opinions in either direction. It's for me, it's a C um, just because, you know, it lost so much of the goodwill that fast five was starting to, to build and earned. Uh, yeah. Sean said it perfectly. It, it, it's starting to feel like a soap opera at this point. Anytime a character is uh, brought back with amnesia, that's when you start going, Oh no, what, what direction are we going yeah. in? And, and yeah. as we <laughs> oh, move no. forward, uh, all of the negative attributes that I have started uh, really hating about this series, I feel like we're born in six, like the seeds and the kernels of, of all of the negative attributes of, of the rest of the series. This is where I started feeling them uh, kicking off. Uh, so it, it's they, they don't start getting as bad as they get a little bit later. Um, but this is where you can start telling that you're starting to see some some cracks in the armor. So it's a it's a C for me. C for you, Sean, you said again, C. I said C also. Yeah, uh, it's another situation, too, where like now they have too many characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so nobody really gets a chance to do much of anything. Yeah. Uh, where do you guys think Kevin had it? This is fun. Uh, Kevin's uh, probably at like an A. I, I, was I bet say, you Kevin's at, at a, a B. Uh, Kevin is also at a C. Wow. He is, um, I don't, don't want to say he's, he's oh negative, but he is a lot lower rankings than I thought he was going to. Yeah, Agreed. I, I, well, again, Agreed. Wait, I, I, I can't speak for him here. I would, I would imagine that it's, he loves, I know he loves the franchise. But I think a part of loving this franchise for the, for most of the people that love it is getting it like getting the. But see, that's my problem is joke. I don't think the cast gets it. That's a different conversation. I mean, do they not or do they? I mean, if you're cashing checks from a billion dollar sure. movie, you're probably like. Convince yourself you love it. Pretty hey, easily. if you're cashing and checks for a billion know. dollar movie, do the junket. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's um, C, huh? Yeah, putting that Fast firmly six. at a C. Firmly at a C. Fast six. Okay. Um, we're back to another one that I think is a is a favorite uh, for some, favorite for many, which is Furious Seven. Furious Seven. Who who feels strongly about Furious Seven? And wants to start that one off. I'm going to give Seven an A. I really like a lot about Seven. I don't think you can fairly judge it without acknowledging. Uh, what they had to do, which is find a way to somehow make the, the the tragic death of Paul Walker work. I mean, they were in the middle of of uh, filming, I believe, whenever uh, whenever he was killed, uh, and the way that they sort of turned the film into this beautiful send off uh, by his friends for both him as a person 
and his character, Brian, I thought is handled in a really beautiful and classy way. Um, that, that final shot of the two cars taking two different roads, I just thought mm-hmm. was, was really fantastic. And then everything leading up to that, I remember really enjoying. I remember a lot of the action sequences going like, okay, like stupid, but sure. I'll, 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 I'll run with this. I'll take this. Um, I remember really liking seven. So I'm going to give that an A. The seven is also an A for me. Um, and I give all the credit in the world to James Wan, who I just 100%. think is a, a really great director who, like Jake said, got handed a, an impossible situation and salvaged um, an incredibly enjoyable uh, action film out of this great set pieces. This is the cars um, parachuting out of the plane, mm-hmm. which leads to a, a mountain chase. This is the um, cars jumping from building to building in the Middle East. <laughs> Which is just preposterous, but still fun, still fun. Um, This is, to me, the last time that the franchise winked at itself, you know, in the right way. I think I think everything else from here on out misses for me. Um, And uh, yeah, I liked Furious 7 a lot. And 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 also, like like Jake said, the send off for Paul Walker was extremely well done and and we're going to talk about this in some of the other ones the more that they continue to reference him or come up with ways to to suggest that he's there feels like it's they they, i wish they came up with a different way to to not put brian in the world I agree with because, that. Like, I agree with that. Him pulling into the driveway to be I was there like, was it nine? Was it yeah? What, didn't he like pull in the driveway? Yeah, yeah. All that feels forced. You had a great ending in seven, and yeah. you should have just they should have left it alone at that yeah. point. So. So, so I'm I, in a day. That's two I, I actually caught up with this one fairly recently. Um, I think before before nine came out, I was trying to catch up on these because I uh, didn't watch seven when it came out and I, and I didn't watch eight. I was fully checked out of this franchise by that point. Um, just not interested. Um, but I did rewatch. I did watch this recently because I, I was like, well, let's, you know, let's catch up on this. Let's see. See what they have. I still did not enjoy myself uh, watching this movie. The ridiculous nature, you know, like I said, I think it's 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 just something I continue to bat up against of the ridiculous stuff doesn't work for me. And I just kind of look off the screen at too many, too many times. Um, I think James Wan is a tremendous filmmaker and I, I like several set pieces in this. I remember thinking were really enjoyable. His uh, this is the one that has the homage to um uh the lost world right with the with the bus hanging off like doesn't isn't brian like hanging from a, yes. off a cliff it, in this one? yeah yeah i think fighting in a uh, fighting a okay. guy in a bus yeah. as it's which is cool off. Yes. sure and he ends up run, running running yeah, along I, the top I love of it jump back onto the <laughs> and that's that's as the kind of that's the kind of homage that uh that a james wan or a justin lynn can can pull off and really feels authentic and um and interesting and not kind of like cheap you know like you're watching you know, like any kind of any kind of movie can just do the set piece again and it feels a little cheap, but it felt it felt earned in that. Um, and I do like the way that they that they uh, leave Brian. I think that scene is great. I get it. Um, and it's very tough to do. And I think that they they handled that character and I think they handled him uh, with a tremendous amount of respect. So I, I there's a lot that I do like about it in that sense. Um, I couldn't put it above a B. I'm a B trending C, I think at best, uh, just because so much of the style of Fast and Furious that this gets into just doesn't work for me. 
Where do you guys think Kevin put? I think Kevin would S. This is probably an S for Kevin. Kevin put it an S. Yeah. Put an S. Yeah. So with one <laughs> S, two A's, and a and a B trending C, um, I think that puts it pretty firmly in the in the A. That's an A. Yeah. I have a feeling you two are pretty happy with this list so far. This feels yeah. Very I, mean, I feel happy. like everything's aligning with. I would I love Tokyo Drift to be an A. It really upsets me that Tokyo Drift's not an A. Really does, but that's but I, that's but, my, but honestly, seeing it seeing one and seven as the A's, I'm all right with Tokyo Drift being the B. I, I honestly, and I know we're not supposed to compare sure. that way, but that feels okay. That feels okay. Yeah, yeah we should make cool. a drinking game out of every time we do this and say we know we're not supposed to compare. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it's a little easier when you only have you know nine or ten films. Sure. But, but yeah, the bigger sure. ones where we're like, whoa, the Marvel one. When you, get I folks. think it's going to be harder not to compare uh, whenever we do something like indie. And you know, yeah. we put you know, yeah. that's that's going to be harder to stay, to say. Well, stay tuned, kids. You have you finished your rewatch of indie yet? Uh, I haven't done um, Crystal Skull. Okay, Oof. interesting. Well, I will, I'll uh, that's stop. the one I'm that and Temple of Doom were the ones I was most curious to to uh, rewatch. More to come. More to come. More to come on that. I'm excited to do the rewatch for the for the tier list on that. That's one we can yeah. definitely fit in. Yeah, I have a lot rewatch. of thoughts about Temple of Doom. Um, okay, this is where I I have to I have to make a confession. I don't enjoy making this confession. The fate of the furious. I planned on coming back to watch seven and eight. This was a couple years ago. I watched seven. Couldn't get myself to watch eight. I was like, I just can't do it. I would have loved to watch it before this, uh, but we moved this up on our schedule, so I, I didn't have time to, in our production schedule, so I didn't have time to actually catch up on this. I intend to watch the movies, but I have not seen Fate of the Furious. Uh, I do love F. Gary Gray. I've seen a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. We, I, was, I was at Cinema covering this. I'm fairly familiar with the scope of it um, and the submarine, right, through ice. That's this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I need and you to watch the punches a rocket. I will abstain from it's, voting for this because I have not seen it, but you two can take it away. To me, it's a D. It's also um, a D for me. Wow. It's incredibly stupid. <laughs> and, um, and also, going back to four, it's boring. It's bore. It is boring. And, and a lot of that, to me, goes to F. Gary Gray, who I think can direct uh, an action film, but seems just not in tune with the material yeah. here. Yeah. Um, this one introduces Dom's baby. Uh, which is ridiculous. Like this is where if six was the beginning of the soap opera ness yeah. of fast, agree. This is the one that just took took on every ridiculous, stupid yeah. type of plot twist. Um, the girl who Dom was with in five ends up coming back, and she's the one who's the mother of the son. Is that correct? The only thing that I remember being redeeming about it is Statham having that fight where the baby's in the carrier and he's, he's fighting people as he moves the baby around safely in the carrier. Um, I think that's in I think that's an eight. It might be in nine, but I'm pretty sure it's an eight. Um, but but and then and then everything with the with the iceberg and the missile and, and all of that is just um, terrible. Can I terrible? Can I ask? Is would you say this is something that's maybe a little celebrity gossipy? I don't think we enjoy getting to this territory, but it sounds like, and the sense that I got from like six and on, especially, is this full on mentioning talking about F. Gary Gray? Is this full on like Vin Diesel is kind of taking over and running the show and they're rewriting stuff in his hotel room the night before stories that we hear off the time, like just that and completely? I would say if you if you laid out all of these films in front of me. 
and blindly said at one point Vin Diesel takes over and it's the Vin Diesel show point out where you think it happens. I think I would be able to say right there and I would point at eight. Well, and there's even the moment in eight. This is the one where Rock says uh, Dominic Toretto just went rogue, right? Yeah. So there's a sequence where Dom has to go against the team because essentially the bad guy. Oh, this is Cypher. This is uh, Charlize Theron getting introduced, right? Theron. So she has Theron. She has um, Dom's baby and is essentially saying, you're going to have to go do this stuff for me um, against your team kind of thing. So he has to Dom has to betray his team. And there's a scene where Dom runs uh, rock off the hops, I guess, uh, runs him off the road and his car is flipped upside down. And and uh, it, it, like Vin Diesel has to look into the car and, and realize he's betraying the rock. But we learned after the fact that they were not on set the same day that they shot those because rock refused to be on set with with Vin Diesel anymore at that point and then that was rock's last time being and so if you watch eight they're they're really rarely ever on screen together and and if they share a scene you could tell that they shot it at different times so what is 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 it eight or what what is the one with that famous or now maybe infamous shot where like it's the rock and vin diesel i think in in like the backyard and every time it like cuts to one of their coverages versus the other each one's taller than the other. And it kept like, <laughs> oh, so it's, no. it's yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Or they do like the dimensions uh, to like make Vin taller than the rock. And yeah, we're going to get into some of that talk. I think in this next yeah. one, I uh, don't remember. I'll, I'll keep us, remember. I'll keep us moving so we can, we can wrap up the uh, D where'd Kevin put, where'd Kevin put you a? both, you both put D. Yes. Yes. Kevin has it as at a C. Um, so that uh, okay. averages out to the, to the D. I okay. don't think that I would have brought it any higher, I imagine. But eventually, sit down, I'll watch Fate of the I'll find the time. Um, I did see, I saw this in theaters, um, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, which we are including. Uh, it's sort of a Fast <sighs> I, and Furious I, movie, by name alone. Um, Hobbs and Shaw, where, I, where, where are you guys at? I cannot, I don't think I can go above a C. I don't pretty think high. I can go above a C it's on Hobbs and Shaw. Pretty high. It's um, it's fun. Those two are fun together. Like they they carry it further than it should have. Uh, Idris Elba as Black Superman <laughs> is fun. Yeah. Um, it's just too long. Like, I, but the movie should have ended before they end up going to, you know, Samoa, or and then Rock's entire Samoan family joins the fight. That's right. That's right. Like, what what fucking movie is this? And then which, they're fighting which, in a like volcano, it, if I remember. It, yeah, and they're fi- that fight was like the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the fight, they cut from like, they're in the middle of a battle, and they're, you know, yeah. fighting hand-to-hand combat in this like army-sized battle, and then all of a yeah. sudden they cut to another thing, and it's like daytime, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, I get that I'm a nitpicky, you know... <laughs> paying attention to the details more than other people, but I'm pretty sure that was like not intended and, or just very jarring for the audience to be like, also it's, it's daytime now. And maybe, maybe you believe that they've been fighting nighttime. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you believe that they've been fighting for 11 hours straight. And I, I actually, this is, this reminds me. Are you at a D? This is where, this is when I went back to watch, uh, went back to watch 
seven and planned on watching eight was for Hobbs and Shaw, actually, now that okay. I remember. And Hobbs and Shaw put the nail in the coffin of me having wow. any interest um, in this franchise. And I'll, I, I'll just try not to say it again because I've said it so much. I just, the, the, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. I sit there and I, I, all I can think while I'm watching this is they were stealing DVD players and now this guy yeah. is a superhero. And, and yeah. before I didn't like it because they acted like superheroes and now this guy they've given superpowers and I just, it's not my Fast and Furious, you might say. Um, so I, I mean, I pretty much firmly put this in, in the F for me. Wow. Yeah. I just didn't, I just, F. I just couldn't stand this. Couldn't stand this movie. Couldn't stand this movie. I'm curious that where Jake, where are you then? Where are you? Um, for me, I, it's a C for me because it's for me almost like the reverse Tokyo drift. Whereas like I couldn't stand the lead of Tokyo drift, but I thought the action was admirable and worth watching mm-hmm. for me. It's, it's a flip. I, I enjoy the, the banter and the chemistry between Statham and the rock. I, I liked Idris Elba. I thought they were fun to watch, but I thought the action for an action movie coming from this franchise was generic and forgettable, um, which is okay. a pretty bad sin to commit in yeah. a, in a fast movie. So we have, uh, I'm at an F Jake. You said a C C Sean. You said a, a I D. said a C also. You said a, a C. C. I said a C. Uh, I said I, I can't go higher than a C, right. but I'll go C. C. Okay, and then Kevin gave it a B. Kevin gave oh. it a B, which I th- I think will put us in the in the C. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pretty easily in the in the C. Uh, which is fine. Which you know, I don't really care either way, guys. If I'm being honest, <laughs> so I, I'm not that upset. Um, <laughs> F nine is what they called it, right? It's just F nine. Yeah. Because it's F9. just because it's fine. F nine. I have seen this one. I did go. I did go see this one. Uh, F nine. The Fast Saga. Doesn't it have like a big F nine? Yeah, I think it's officially F nine. The Fast yeah. Saga. So who knows what it's at? The franchise is actually called. Is the franchise Fast and the Furious? Is it just Fast now? What yeah. about the ones that have Furious? In the yeah, they're not, not Furious anymore. Um, they're not Furious anymore. No, well, we learned what happened to them with the fate of the Furious. This is the the yes. return of Justin Lin. Um, for F9 Jake take it away where are you at uh, I'm going to say C trending D um, I thought that there were some halfway admirable uh, action sequences but still just enough ridiculousness where it's just makes me roll my eyes and just go I can't it's right. it's getting it's just it's hard for me, me to take this seriously like and honestly like I know everyone got a kick out of the car going to space but one, I felt like that that moment was ruined by like years of speculation and jokes that the series was going to go to Which space. Which is why they decided to do exactly. it. Exactly. And so them doing it just sort of felt like, okay, were you guys planning on doing this? Or did you just listen to everyone on the red carpet go, when are you going to take the series into space? And then hold over the microphone. Um, I, you know, I, I'm going to say a, a C minus, a C trending D, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a, a low, low C for me. It is also a low C for me. Um, The only thing keeping it out of D is John Cena. Yeah. Who I, I think is a a good addition. I do like him in this. Um, I don't think he makes any sense as Tom's brother and the opening sequence, you know, at the the race, (laughs) the flashbacks to Tom's father dying on the racetrack are terrible, but um cena brings that level of i know how ridiculous this yeah. is and i'm gonna match it i'm gonna i'm mm-hmm. gonna meet you uh exactly where you need me to be 
uh, is pretty great. And even yeah. in the trailers for Fast X so far, he looks to me to be the highlight. Like he looks like he's having a really good time with a rocket truck and all this stupid stuff. <laughs> um, but nine also has that. If I remember correctly, the yeah, it is. It's nine. Um, the race through the jungle where Dom is able to snag yes. the rope bridge. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I think I might want to put it in D. I'm not sure. Oh, God. I, uh, they went to, uh, you heard Jake mention that they went to space, right? And they were wearing space like, space. like scuba suits. Yes. Where they're... Oh, but this one has magnets. This one has magnets, though. C- this, magnets. Is a this is a great stunt. This is a C. I'll, g- I'll, g- C? I'll give the magnets a C. C. I think you could I think you could argue that it's my opinion of this is a little unfair given that I haven't seen Fate of the Furious. Maybe Fate of the Furious doesn't matter at all. I, I have a I get a sense that that maybe it doesn't matter at all. But, it doesn't. Um no. so it, it, there are a couple stunts that I that I liked in this, uh, but it hits that ridiculous note that I just it just makes my eye roll and I just don't enjoy. Um so I'm gonna put this at a D trending F, but but at a D because I do think that Justin okay. Lin is is I do think Justin Lin is a great director. He's certainly a great uh, director of action um, and building a set piece and building really yes. interesting action. And the fact that they give him the toys uh, for this franchise, I think is, is awesome. So, and this has a lot of cool toys that he got to play with. And, and so I'll give it a D because it, all of the ridiculousness, but it's a slight bump uh, for that. Where do we think Kevin put F9? B. I think he gave it a uh, B. I'm going to uh yeah, I'm going to say B. He put it at a B. He put it at a B. So we have All a right. D, a B, and two Cs, right? Yeah. And you guys, just, you guys just kind of commanded this list together. <laughs> I think it's me and, me and Kevin kind of canceled each other out, and then it was just you guys, middle of the road. Uh, All right, guys, I I'm, I'm going to put my phone this. up to the screen and show you a little bit of uh, perspective. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why does he look so small? But then it, it keeps going the other way because then there are shots oh, where Vin looks. Oh, for, my God. Look at that. Now, look, look. Oh, my gosh. It's so yes. bad. Oh, look at that's how Vin the, that's how the tall he is. Yeah, Which one is that in? Which one is that uh, in? That is Fast and Furious 6. And we put we gave that a C, guys. Six. I don't even know that. You gave that, you gave yeah. that a C. That's well, but also we got to bring up that Hobbs and Shaw has that ridiculousness where they the two of them negotiated uh, about who could get hit the most or yeah. and, and oh, no exactly. one could lose yeah. a fight yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stay stay them in the rock. Couldn't lose a fight. Just insane. So, just yeah, insane. Stupid. Uh, yeah. Well, let us know, uh, folks, where, uh, what you would have put on your list. Link us to your list. If you want to go to Tier Maker and make your own list, let us know what we got wrong, what you agree with, what you disagree with. Um, and then, you know, we'll celebrate Fast feel, 10 next I feel, week. I feel very good about this. That's a damn good looking list. It's okay. a pretty good looking list. I want to take a picture and send it to Kevin. Well, don't send okay. it yet. Don't send it yet. I have an idea. I have an okay. idea for him to, to to have it revealed on the show, but we'll see. Ooh, we'll see if it works out. Oh, that's fine. Oh, okay, cool. I won't send it. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's much better. Okay, I won't, we'll, I won't send we'll it. We'll see. We'll see. But I don't think he'll be upset at this. I think it's his list mostly shifted down a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, his his list minus the excitement. Yeah. Ironically, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious is higher on this list than on his list. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Again, me and Kevin just have different. We have different opinions. I th- I, I'm looking at this. This might be the most content I have felt with. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. 
Right. Um, who would right, have thought a, a series that I talk so much crap about? Like I'd be the happiest with the. We uh, we're gonna take a quick. List. We're gonna take a quick break on the time other side. Break, time um, to pay the I bills. think we have a review. We have a this weekend movies. We'll, we'll let you know what's what's hitting theaters this week. But then we're gonna play um, the blend game, uh, which Word. is our favorite summer blockbuster that flopped at the box office. Uh, but more on the other side. And we are back. So for this weekend, movies is a movie that I realized today is coming to theaters because I so many movies coming out and you hear about them and then you think they're going to a streaming service of some sort. And this one's called Blackberry. I didn't know a ton about it, but it sounds pretty interesting. And then Jake, you said it was really good. So tell us yeah. why we should check it out. Yeah, I really enjoyed this film. This kind of falls in uh, under that that umbrella of trend of of movies that are coming out basically about products uh, where we're running out of superheroes. (laughs) So now we're just doing a cinematic universe. You know, we've got, you know, everything from Facebook to, uh, you know, air about about the Jordan shoes with Nike. We have a movie coming out about Flamin' Hot Cheetos. We had the Tetris movie. Uh, Tetris was so good, by the way. And then we've got the um, yeah. And then we've got the now this the the movie of the week is uh, is Blackberry. But it is actually a pretty phenomenal movie. Um, because you have to ask yourself, you know, I don't know if you guys ever had a BlackBerry at any point, but there was a yeah. point where it seemed like everyone had one. In fact, the statistic is that at its peak um, around 2007, 2008, uh, BlackBerry controlled 45 percent of the cell phone market. And today they control zero. I mean, so this surprise nobody yeah. because I'm the old man on the show. But if I could still be using my BlackBerry, I would still be using my BlackBerry. But see, that's the thing. That's that move. That, that, that it seems like everyone is yeah. saying that, and and, and everyone loved you know it. everyone's to have such fond memories of it. So then, why did everyone stop using it? Why did it not become cool anymore? It had um, none of the well, features. Yeah, it, it had no apps. It had no features. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of elements to it. Um, not the least of which is that one of the, the people running the ship almost just abandoned BlackBerry to attempt to buy a hockey team, which is a subplot that I think you'll appreciate, Gabe. Um, that, he attempted yeah. to buy the Penguins and, and move them to Canada. Oh, wow. uh, two incredible performances by Glenn Howardson from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Jay Baruchel, both of whom are fantastic. The movie has a lot of things about it that are going to make you laugh, but it's also very serious. Like the SEC yeah. were chasing these guys for some very serious crimes that they committed. Oh, wow. um, and it really does, you know, it's so funny. Like I said, just based on your reaction, how much you love Blackberry. How does everyone have such fond memories of this thing that they wish they could still have? And yet everyone got rid of it. Uh, it's a really fascinating movie. I will say like when they first announced it, I kind of rolled my eyes and went, okay, all right, here we go. Uh, and then, 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, like, you know, because oftentimes we have to watch movies for the junket. And, and I did in this case. Uh, but 30 minutes in, I was no longer watching it for the junket. I was watching it because yeah. I wanted to be. Um, so awesome. I, I'd very much recommend if you get the chance, if it ends up streaming at any point, yeah. make a, you know, take two hours and watch. It's it. uh, it's a limited release. Um, I didn't see a theater count. So look for it if you can. Yeah. I've heard great things about it. Jake's yeah. not the first uh, person I've heard. I, I follow a lot of like tech reporters and yeah. they, uh, you know, given their sort of expertise cool. on the subject. Uh, hold it up as a really entertaining movie, but but they like it from from sort sure. of the story that it tells about Blackberry. So sure. I, I think this is a bit of a win. I'm excited to yeah. see it. Awesome. Let's transition into our blend game, which, as <clears throat> Gabe mentioned earlier, is summer flop blend. This, so this is a, a movie that came out in the summertime that had huge studio expectations uh, and did not live up to those expectations, at least financially. Uh, so, Jake, yeah. kick us off. What is your choice for 
Summer flop blend. So this was a difficult one because I think initially I had to just do some research on like what were some famous summer flops, not not just flops mm-hmm. in general, but flops that came out in the summer. Um, I, I would have loved to have, to have picked something like Grindhouse, but that came out in early April. So I feel like that doesn't really get to, to fall under this umbrella. So uh, I might end up like changing my opinion if like six months from now I discover one that I didn't realize fell under under this list. But uh, for now, for today, I'm going to pick Speed Racer. I love Speed Racer when it came out. I love the I love the Wachowski Speed Racer. I thought that the Wachowski siblings did just a beautiful, crazy, just super hyper kinetic, energetic, bright, colorful, kid friendly, but also kind of weirdly dark uh, live action Saturday morning cartoon. For me, like it's exact. If you were to ask me what would a like take the Speed Racer cartoon that I watched growing up as a kid and make a live action movie. How do you make it most accurately? Like, that's it. Like, unless you want to completely, like, deassemble what Speed Racer was and reassemble it into something different and then call it Speed Racer, that's fine. But if, like, you're trying to stay true to what Speed Racer was, to me, that's it. And I really enjoyed it. It really seems like the um, the narrative is kind of switching over uh, in its favor where people are coming around and going, you know, it really wasn't as bad as we gave it. Uh, crap for being it did not do well at all at the box office I seem to remember it performing pretty badly for a movie that I think cost quite a bit um, that was really like you know Emil Hirsch was 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 pretty doing pretty well at that time Matthew Fox was in the thick of, of Lost um, you know John Goodman had Susan John Sarandon Goodman. Um, Matthew Fox I, yep. I forgot Matthew Fox was in there yeah so um, <laughs> yeah in fact I actually yeah. Matthew Fox did the junket and I remember um uh, I interviewed him. I was, I'm a huge Lost fan, as you guys know. And uh, it was the week before the season three finale. And I just remember asking him, like, oh, man, how crazy is the finale going to be? And he was, you know, he kind of gave me the generic, oh, man, yeah, your mind's going to be blown. You're going to dig it. And seriously, as I remember, I'll never forget, as I was walking away, him, like, stopping me and going, hey, man, seriously, like, just wait. And that episode that ended up airing a few days later was <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> oh. Wow. So, I choose oh, Speed Racer. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I hate Speed Racer. I hate Do it. You? I hate it. I, Do I, I you? Find it to, I, I find it to be one of the most obnoxious films of all time. Um, wow. I, I watched it once. I haven't seen it again. I should probably go back and give it a shot because of, of how much everybody loves it. But it's it's just I, I it didn't connect with me in the least bit. So um, I am choosing a, a weird one. I was going to go Hudson Hawk, but it's too on brand. I thought you would go um, Hudson Hawk. So I'm going with uh, Guy Ritchie's King Arthur, which in a just world should have been the launch of a very successful franchise um, because there's infinite tales that you can tell with the Knights of the Round Table. And I thought that Ritchie's approach to that story was really, really great. Um, And I would love to see where he continued to go. It was essentially an origin story for Arthur and the emergence of Excalibur. And then um, there's so many places you could have gone with that. Um, and I think Guy Ritchie has had a couple of different examples, like Man from Uncle, uh, where he has had the ability to potentially launch what looks to be an interesting franchise <clears throat> and it doesn't go anywhere. And I forget when King Arthur came out, like whether it was just the competition or people didn't didn't get into it. It wasn't well received, um, but I thought it was a terrific movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it felt almost Ridley Scott esque uh, in terms of its its scope and the way that it shot its battle scenes. And I thought that what's his face. Um, That's a spirit was the perfect. 
lead for it. Who's the guy? Who's the main Charlie, guy? Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, who I don't, yeah, who I don't really love in most things. He's, he's oh, borderline forgettable uh, to me, but it was was terrific. I think he's terrific in this. I don't watch Sons of Anarchy. I, I guess that that's like his. his he was great in that. I know him primarily yeah. from Pacific Rim. Um, and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought he was terrific in King Arthur. So looking over uh, the recent bit of flops, uh, I will choose I will choose that. So let's throw it to Kevin, who does have a pick, and uh, see what he goes with for his choice for summer movie flop blend. All right. Hey, guys. Sorry, I had to miss the show today. I was I was traveling uh, to New York for for work for an interview, and uh, I just wanted to chime in on the topic this week, which is the summer blockbuster film that flopped, but our favorite movie that did that. So uh, it's interesting. I, I, when I first heard this topic, I was, I was interested to know, I was like, wait, what other summer blockbusters have I loved that weren't successful at the box office? And uh, I was going through um, a bunch of lists of like just different summer blockbusters that had flopped over the years. And the one that caught my attention, at least for me was event horizon. Cause in 1997, I remember seeing that film. I was 13. I saw it in theaters uh, with my, uh, with my dad, I'm pretty sure my mom may have been there, but I know my dad and I were definitely there. I still have my ticket for it. And I remember being so scared by that film. According to Newsweek, the budget for the film was about 60 million. And I'm looking at boxofficemojo.com right now. And it has a $26 million domestic total $587 is all it made internationally for a worldwide gross of 26 million, um, 26.6 million, if you want to be uh, precise, uh, which clearly is is a major flop considering the budget, according to Newsweek, which was $60 million. Um, but I loved this film. I remember being absolutely terrified by it. It, it scared me. I remember seeing it in theaters and being freaked out. There was this sequence, every, every scene with, with uh, with Sam Neill's character as he was dealing with like the the visions of his wife when he was in those close those closed spaces, it was so scary. Um, and then there was this one particular death I remember, and I haven't seen the movie in a long time because I remember being so scared by it, where there was a person that was killed and then their body was like hung up by the the ceiling and like their like basically their stomach was like ripped out and like it was just disgusting it was absolutely disgusting um but it scared me and i remember i just remember that film being horrifying and that was it's a paul ws anderson film and yeah and it's a great and listen it's a really solid horror film it's a horror sci-fi film and Lawrence fishburne's great and it's sam neill um i recommend seeing it for sure i mean i it's a it's a film that i think is is kind of severely underrated which kind of fits perfectly into this concept of a summer blockbuster that bombed so i just wanted to chime in on that uh missed you guys this week and uh looking forward to being back uh with the show next week i love you guys and uh I, i'm curious who else chose event horizon i think event horizon might even have been the gif that uh that gabe used for the tweet this week so let me know all right i'll see you guys in a, i'll see you guys in the text thread all right, let's get to audience picks. Um, Matthew Valenti said Solo, a Star Wars story. Jake, that would have been a good one for you to choose. Yeah, I mean, do, uh, do, we, do we want to says, call that a, a bomb? I mean, does that fall under the umbrella of bomb or well, is that I mean, underperform for sure? 
Yeah, flop. We said flop. Yeah. You know, flop. A little bit of what was the uh, what was the budget on that? Because that was a big part of it. The budget was like yeah. almost three hundred. Like, yeah, well, because of the because of all the reshoots. Remember, we discussed this yeah. recently in one yeah, of the premium did. episodes. Right, right, right. That right. was yeah. It was a two seventy five, uh, and it it didn't even make four. Yeah. So think about the marketing. Sure. Sure. Harry Lickman said, uh, "In the Heights, another good choice of one that's great seemed choice. like it was going to do really well." Yeah. Uh, Rue says, "2012's Dread." I agree with that. That's, that's a, a really good cult classic Dread. now at this point, but um, definitely should have done better. Uh, Indy Christina, great choice. Lightyear. She said, "Lightyear." I think Lightyear's terrific. And for some you know, reason, I never saw it. Just did you really? I never saw it. Oh, dude, it's really good. You should catch up on it. It's it's a really fun space adventure flick. Yeah. This is the audience's reaction to Lightyear was just no, <laughs> like they, yeah. they refused to accept the fact that that movie exists. But I, I literally watched it on Disney Plus uh, like two weeks ago, and it's just great. It's really great. It's uh, holds up really well. Uh, and then Seb's Michael Breen, Casey Free and many, many others went with the Iron Giant. Terrific choice. Terrific choice. So. Uh, thank you very much for everybody participating this week. Next week, you can play along with Here We Go. Hashtag Fast and Furious Blend. Let no. us know your pick for your oh. all-time favorite Fast and Furious Blend. Now, didn't we just give away our answers if we only gave one S? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Kevin was here. You guys will be able to talk more about it. But again, right, this is more about enough. the audience. Let the audience participate. That's oh. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our next premium episode for people who subscribe to the service is going to be the IMDB game that we're going to play. Uh, again, if you want to figure out how to join the premium uh, service and get those bonus episodes on Monday, check the description for wherever you are listening to the podcast at the moment. In the meantime, because we're going to be seeing some really fun things coming up, including uh, Fast X and Little Mermaid. And I'm going to watch Air on Friday because uh, people should know that Air is coming to oh, Air. Uh, Amazon. Yes, I'm excited to see it. Uh, it's finally available to stream. So follow us on social media for our reactions to such things like that. At Jake's Takes. At Kevin McCarthy TV, at Sean underscore O'Connell, at Gabe Kovach, and the show is at Real Blend. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Real Blend, where you're lining up some fun guests for the uh, future. But until then, Larry Crown. Are I did that for you for tonight, Jake. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Larry Crown. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.